Nation wanted answers off their Game 7 loss Saturday. And you came to us for them. 25,000 views on Sportsnet's YouTube channel of our show yesterday. That's good. And over 1,000 likes, Sammy. They're all for you as well. <laughs> I needed every single one of them. <laughs> still not quite picked up. I still need, yeah. I'm even madder today after everything. Like, I'm just... I'm just in a constant These are the of, stages of grieving. It's yes. natural. Yep, there you go. Well, we're still around. The Leafs may be out, but we're still around. And we're Thanks glad for watching. You're along for the ride, whether it is on our Sportsnet uh, YouTube channel, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, or the podcast. We hope you're, you're, you're sticking around, you're watching, you're listening, subscribing on our iTunes and Spotify because uh, sp- plenty still more to talk about including the Leafs addressing the media today after their loss in the first round. Um, You know, besides talking about on ice, uh, boys, uh, closer to the the heart here is that uh, Mitch Marner was the victim of a carjacking Mm -hmm. in Toronto Monday, and a lot of players in the media were were asked about that. And uh, first and foremost, uh, to Mitch Marner and his family, we're we're glad you're okay. For sure. And... uh, just That's awful. doesn't put a lot of faith for me in uh, things that uh, continue to go on in this world, man. I just, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. That's a terrifying be a, experience, I was gonna say, man. That's got to be an awful thing to yeah. go through for somebody. Gunpoint, that's no that's no fun. So all the best to Mitch. Not having an awesome week. Very understandable why he wasn't at the uh, uh, availabilities today. I don't think he'd be 100%. looking at all those people after something like that happened. So just... Glad that we had to get that out of the well, way. Well, we got plenty to to get into and uh, chew off the bat. We also have Elliot Friedman, I think, in the second hour. And uh, I think in the, recently Elliot's been talking uh, a little bit about maybe what he expects to happen in the offseason, including looking for a, a Kawhi Leonard type of move by the Leafs. Yep. A.K.A. The, what the Raptors did to yeah. change it up. I, I, I really want to get into that with him. And... Uh, Ellie, you think the, a little bird whispered something to him, or is this Elliot just trying to? Be I yeah, Elliot? no, I'm like really looking forward to asking him because I just what could that possibly mean? You know, it's it's hard to make any deal in this league, let alone a, a monster one. But hey, I get the idea. They're looking at everything. We'll ask Elliot. Well, if the uh, the mandate today by the Toronto Maple Leafs and their management team was to make no headline mistakes and it was then <laughs> mission accomplished no 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 we're not letting them skate on today you you saw something you no. did you see headline mistakes no. did you see anything that anybody can grasp and run with because i think they just played it completely to the t on the things that we talked about yesterday and yeah. what we could expect out of a management uh, voice and no. sure enough it was exactly the way we nailed it yesterday this is exactly the problem with pr now today with the way pr works is that they spent the whole time trying to not say anything anything of substance at all so they didn't have to hear about it again guess what what's that it worked i know well listen they they spent all that effort trying not to say anything Instead of just connecting with the people and the frustration and answering questions, there's there's this effort to unify a message of like, okay, somber tone, keep it together, see what, you know, like just 
say something sucked or was awful or was great or like, no, no, no one had a thought that was anything outside of this safe zone. Guess what, guys? The Leafs have now lost in however many straight years in the first round of the playoffs, but it's all fine. Everything is perfectly fine. And it just pisses Pro- people off Progress. Worse. We're just so happy with Sheldon Keefe and all the progress. There's been no progress. It's the same conversations over and over. Uh, everything's great. <laughs> Let me I, t- I told McKee this before the show. If I was Brandon Shanahan and Kyle and Sheldon, uh, why would I go up there and give you any other reason than what I said today. Well, why would I feed the beast? Because it's not about feeding the beast as much as like people not thinking you're crazy. So one of the clips we're going to play today, and maybe I shouldn't get ahead of it. Do you want to play the, the Kyle Dubas clip on? The Shanahan one? Or the Shanahan one? Yeah. I, let's go Let's go to the top then. Let's start. Okay. Let's start uh, we, and we've got a few. <laughs> Kippers, uh, no, Clippers. Yeah, we, we're, we've, we're loaded. We're loaded for bear here. So let's go to Brendan Shanahan. This one's a little longer. It's about minute 40, so just yeah. it's a, so it's a question a and breath. an answer. So yeah. Get some popcorn and, and listen to Coming out the hot. Shanna plan. Brendan, you've worked with Kyle now, uh, I think, going on eight years or something like that. And, and Kyle, uh, you and Sheldon are kind of joined at the hip. To what degree are all these first-round failures putting a strain on those relationships, would you say? <laughs> um, there's a bunch of, yeah. You can make a lot of jokes about that, uh, you know, sleeping in separate bedrooms and things like that, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stay away from that. Uh, it's, I, I think when you go through those disappointments, as much as, as winning can bring people together, and we've, you know, for, for some of us who've been fortunate to experience that, it, it's absolutely true. I think learning how to deal with, uh, you know, the heartbreak and devastation of, of falling short uh, depending on what kind of uh, relationship you have can bring you close together as well. And I, I um, you know, to, to share some of those disappointments, uh, not just with Kyle and, and Sheldon, but with our players who have now been here, um, to have our fans back in the building this year. I know we had a little bit of a, um, a pause there due to uh, COVID uh, in the regular season. Um, but it, it, to see our fans and the support that they gave us and to have that back Sheldon had mentioned after uh, after game one that our fans were the first stars of the game and it was something that we were all talking about uh, after that game uh, it was something our, our, our players were talking about I don't know that in my time here I've ever seen um, I've, I've ever seen and experienced in my time here where our, our players uh, feel so connected to our fans um, so again, brilliant. If you ask me sucking up to the fans, <laughs> that is well, very political that so very political because he was asked a question about something and then just talked about the fans. Yeah. So how can you say that they're the most connected to the fans? Where do you like, how, we have a show. We talk about the Leafs every single day, three to five on the station. How many times do we have a, a player on the station? Matthew's on zero times. Yeah. How, how, yeah. Do we have Jack Campbell once? They're not we interested had in... Bunting um, once. So two times in 160 <laughs> shows, we yeah. had players on the station. Yeah, you know, it's like pulling teeth. So, but then you say that the fans have never been so connected to the, to the Leafs. Yeah. I disagree. Yeah. I feel like there's well, never been a bigger... Look at the ratings for the, a, for the show. It, the ratings went down yeah. this year. It's, it's our doses, right? We control the doses of how much you 
connect with us. Right. It's on their terms. It's right? on their terms. And so two things I think piss people off about that sort of thing. First off, when you get asked a question, no one wanted to see any hint of smugness or smirking or laughing off questions. This is a time for a little humility to face it head on. Yeah. And, and I don't think people like the way that went uh, multiple times today. And also, can the players, can we pull the safety net out from these, like, you know, when Willie... And all these guys were in the Marlies. They didn't have to do interviews because all their rookies, right? First time pro, and we just want them to experience this. They they only played two games when the team would play three and three. A lot of protection. These guys are old now, Kipper. Like twenty six for yes. Willie, whatever. Can we say we don't know if we're keeping any of them? We're not winning. Can we say we we have no idea who's coming back right now? Yeah. We have to see what's available for anyone. I I think it's too late for that. I think you're you're establishing that. It's what you're saying is an admission of guilt, of 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 wrongdoing. Don't they owe an right? admission of that? And no, they're they're tripling down now. They're quadrupling but down. It just right. We we're we're, we're 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 on the right path. We've been on the right path. It's only taking us seven years to do it. There, that's that's what you got out of today, right? There's two things that come to mind out of what I heard today, and it was very similar to what I felt after the same damn thing we watched last year after Montreal, is the accountability factor of losing in the first round again. Where's the account? Like, wh- who has to pay for something like this where it's a storied franchise that's supposed to go far in the playoffs, has had one of the best cores they've ever had, and a sense of entitlement. I'm sorry. Entitlement is a word that's come up. That's how I feel. I, I, I'm, I'm not debating that at all. And I was born and raised in this town. I grew up a Leaf fan. I got lucky enough to play in the National Hockey League. And then I got traded to Toronto Maple Leafs. So I've seen it from the outside. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it from the inside. And there is something about once you're in as a Leaf that you love it doesn't matter, win or lose, doesn't matter mm-hmm. because people are going to love you. And it's almost as if you don't want to let that go. Uh, Jason Spezza, for me, is a, a perfect example of that where he's, no one could squeeze more out of being a Toronto Maple Leaf in five minutes than Jason Spezza has. Guy is, yeah, he's right? <laughs> Leaf legend Jason Spencer, who also played for he, Ottawa. He's a Leaf <laughs> legend. I forgot he even played for the Sens. Right? Did he play for the Sens? <laughs> oh, God. He is a Leaf legend yeah. who's never got out of the first round either. And Man, imagine if he shot one in game six. I, uh, we heard from Jason Spencer today. Can we, and this goes back to the whole entitlement or um, just, just have a listen to Jason Spencer. It's it's too like we finished two days ago. So I love the game. Uh, I've always maintained that if if I can provide significance to the group, uh, if I'm a contributor every night, then I want to play. So there's conversations that have to be had, you know, with me and management and coaches. But uh, this is the only place I would play. Uh, so the conversations will happen over the coming days and weeks and. Right now, it's more about reflecting just on what happened, why we lost, what needs to happen. See, Jason Spessa loves 
being a Maple Leaf mm-hmm. more than he loves playing the game. And he says, I love playing the game. I love the game. But when you tell me that I'll only do it if I'm a Leaf tells you how much players love being here and it should be the other way around. You should love the game more than being a Maple Leaf. Hmm. I'm not. I, I'm trying to wrap my head around what you mean by this. I'm saying that there is a uh, a comfort. You're 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 so comfortable being a leaf. You love everything about being a leaf. Mm-hmm. And no matter what decade you played, what generation you were, you know that being a leaf, whether you win or lose, is irrelevant because. They're always going to kiss your ass in this town. To be clear, this is not about Jason Spezza, no, but the no, cons. Because to me, just, he's the least entitled. Just, just about being a Leaf mm-hmm. and just certain entitlements when you become a Leaf. Right. And all, The goal is to stay a Leaf. The goal is more to than stay winning. a Leaf. And of course, we all fantasize about winning a Stanley Cup. And I was like that as well. But even when you don't, even when you miss the playoffs, even when you lose six in a row in the first round... I'd rather be a Leaf than, I'd rather be a Leaf or retire than go someplace else. That is a issue in itself for it's me. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting statement. And, you know, a lot of hockey is like this once you're in the front office. The goal is to keep jobs more than win. Like the Stanley Cup is amazing because it helps you keep these jobs. There's only 32 GM jobs. It, it, Your goal is to stay employed. It is a fantastic place to play, even when you stink. Yeah. And that is from generation, you, you want to call it blue and white disease? It's followed every general manager, it's every coach. It's funny because it seems like they got that out of here. No, it's 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 there. Yeah. It's there. It's from the it's top still to the bottom. there. Yes. And there's not one guy that says, listen, you guys are a bunch of morons. I'm getting out of here, you know. And 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 did Zach Hyman do it? Of course, he went with the biggest contract. Yeah. But th- he could have signed for less. He could have done a lot of different things to remain. Some guys. How how badly do you want to be a Leaf? Like to the point where is that more important than than anything above? Anything else, including winning? Doesn't this all feel like it, it comes down to... So I was telling Sam before the show that my, I got an email from my son, his son's teacher, because he did something in the schoolyard today I told him he shouldn't be doing. And I thought of the William Nylander contract. Like, if you don't punish someone right away, then, you know, you're going to set a bad precedent. The Nylander deal and settling at that last minute really set the tone, did it not, for, like, that we were going to bend over and do whatever we could for this team to keep these guys here, to get these guys, and whatever you want, is this market truly? And I think Brendan touched about uh, touched on this, and he talked about it as a broader sense in Canada. But over the last few years, and I include today, did did the media really hold anybody accountable today? Like shouts I, to I Luke heard, Fox, who was I, awesome. I heard a couple awesome. of decent questions today. But I also heard a lot of just fluff, man. And you, you're not pushing them. Nobody pushed Kyle today. Nobody pushed Brendan. Nobody pushed the players to, to yeah. really be accountable 
on how the hell do you miss the playoffs every year and why are you still the guy why are you still the guys to to lead the leaf nation to the promised land mm-hmm. why do you get a chance for 7 years when you failed 6 other times like no real hard accountability questions today did you get that sense no, I, that I, they were pushed, I agree. I that agree. they were pushed. No, I, again, I thought that Luke asked a couple of really pointed questions that gave us stuff so that we're going to play today. So why would you want to stick around here? Why wouldn't you want to be a Leaf forever mm-hmm. like Jason Spezza wants to be still? I don't blame him. It's a great place. Even when you stink, it's a great place. People will, you know, love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that that that's where we are, I think, when this is all said and done, Kipper, is everyone's staying. Um, you know, they're, even the comment about not considering, do, do we have the Dubas comment on, on coaching change yeah, potential? Yeah, because obviously uh, one of the questions that was asked by, we'll, we'll say it was Steve Simmons, who yeah. I don't think was there for the players, but he was there for the management, and he asked about um, having DeBoer, and trots on the market if that changes how you feel about about your coaching situation we can play that clip now if we have it yeah yeah, yeah. Well, let's do that i i, I can't I, it hasn't necessarily crossed my mind at, at this point steve and i think you know my my reason for that is uh my belief in sheldon and and the job that he's done here so far um but also that i i only think sheldon's going to continue to get better and i think when we speak of sheldon and 10, 15 years from now, it'll be in the same way that you just spoke of those two great coaches. And, um, you know, I think that'll be played out here in Toronto. Huge compliment, by the way. Buddy, say what you want to say about Kyle. Talk about putting your balls on the line. He puts his balls on the line for everybody all the time. Like, that's one thing you can't fault Dubas for is intense loyalty. No, or you can fault him for that. I mean, listen, I don't think you should fire Keith. Listen, I'm a loyal guy. I've had, like, two or three jobs in my life. I'd stick with things for way too long. I've loved the (laughs) Leafs for my whole life. Like, it's just I'm a loyal person. So I respect the loyalty, but, like, to say that he's good, like, that is such a high compliment. But I said... If if you're all along preaching, this is just not... uh, This is not Kyle. It's every general manager. The, The... the tagline is we're gonna we're gonna do and look at everything possible so to I mean make by ourselves removing better. The safety net. So if that's the case, then how has it not crossed your mind? Hasn't crossed my mind. It's like, what do you mean? It's Barry Trotz. He just won a Stanley Cup a few years ago. He just willed the Islanders to the conference finals two years in a row. You know, it should probably cross your mind. The idea that there's great coaches but, available. And listen, I am not a fire Keefe guy at all. Yeah, as you I'm, guys I'm know. not I'm not there. And I, I agree with Kyle. He is he's getting better. The only question is, is, is it going to be fast enough? Mm-hmm. Is he getting better fast enough to win a championship when you're on the clock here? Yeah. And that's always been, like, I have a lot of friends in my life that are always kind of on the side of, you know, you entrusted a very, maybe the most important window of Leafs hockey in the franchise's history. Very, very important with all these great players to... Borderline rookie general manager, rookie head coach. Like, it's a huge part of the franchise's history that's been entrusted to guys that have never really done it before. And listen, I'm not saying you have to hire old hockey men to do it, but boy, if this doesn't work out, you're going to look back on that and be like, man, that was a risk that did not pay off. 
twice it was referenced that Kyle Dubas and Sheldon were joined at the hip. Mm-hmm. And we heard a little uh, tongue-in-cheek comment from Brendan Shanahan, but I think also Kyle jumped in there and spoke of it uh, as I well. I don't No. I don't think we have it. No, no, I, I don't. I don't want it. I'm just referencing it, um, and it's gonna. All, all those references are really um, suggesting is, could you fire your best friend? Yeah, that's really the question. That again, somebody couldn't figure out how to kind of mask that question, right? But it should have been asked. That's actually, it's a good point. You know, I don't can, know how you'd phrase you? it exactly. But. I don't know. I, it's not the way I just referenced it. That's no. for sure. But they're, they're, that's where it was kind of pushed, but no one no one went there. Yeah. So we do have the one, I think, uh, Keith on Dubas relationship. We have that one. Why don't we do that one? Because they scrap like brothers, like, you know, in the in the basement before their, their parents yell at them. Let's listen to that one. I don't think it's put any strain on the relationship necessarily. Obviously, we continue to to push and challenge each other. That's been the foundation of our relationship from, from our early days working together in Sault Ste. Marie is how we can push and challenge one another uh, and have open discussions uh, and uh, be as honest as, as you can be and without fear of, of anything else getting in the way or distracting us from what we need to do, which is to find a way to get our team to, to uh, play better and find our way through these moments. So I think that's what was lacking with Dubas and Babcock initially is that Dubas couldn't go in there and say, listen, you putts, put these guys on the ice and have the other guy go back and forth. He couldn't, right? Not with Bab's ego. Babcock would punch you out of the room. And I've been there when those two, Dubas and Keith, have gone at it. And I remember Keith yelling back at him like, Listen, Big Mouth, if you've got a better idea, you know, like talk as Dubas is on about the power play or whatever, they do. Listen, they they so spat. They spat. Uh, what? Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> That's essentially it. Which is probably no no different than two brothers that are really close. And it's like, I can tell my brother to F off. Right. But the moment you tell my brother 100%. to F off, I'm coming after you. Right. Right? Yes. That's 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 the relationship. But and I think it's productive. If if he really, really thought that the Leafs would be better off with Barry Trotz next year, could he do it? Love that. I love the question. And at the very least, you should say, well, it's something we've considered because there's some great coaches available out there. But, you know, we're going to take, I don't know. Um, Ron Wilson and, and Brian Burke were pretty good buddies, weren't they? When Berkey had to fire Ron They've Wilson. They've got a long history. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there is a precedent, obviously. I, I don't know. It's I also a- think there's a pre- precedent where the president or the ownership comes to you and says, you know, you either do something here or you both get to go. Yeah. But, like, I have to sit here and say now that we've gone through all of this, if the same thing happened next year, why is there any indication that anything would be different? Like, after last year yeah. and then coming back, and doing it again after last year, and it's still the same thing. Why, as a fan, would I sit down and watch 82 games next year? So here's what's the, thing, the difference. Didn't we say? Didn't we? Didn't we go through that with the, this year's 82 games being meaningless? All they care but, about is the first round. We did that already. We did that. Yeah, but so is the next record year, skipping? Yes, next year big really time doesn't matter. But you know, I, I guess 
with these guys and and saying that last year and going back at it again for another crack this upcoming season, who does it fall on? Doesn't it just move up the chain at that point? Like for Shanahan to say we can't do this? Here, here's here's where I wonder is that once you get past Brendan Shanahan, who's paying attention? Larry Tanbaum's not probably. I'm guessing MLSE is. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, you would I know no better idea. than me. But like, I have no idea how the inner workings go I there. Either. I don't know. But it, it's just. I think for these, I, I don't know. I don't know. I who's think paying the question. For, I have no idea. For Leafs fans, is like, okay, so you want to do something? You want to blow it up? Who's it going to be? What is the solution? And all I'm not saying I have one. I'm saying that what you should hear right now from these guys is you're pursuing options to do something different. We are looking into, we are thinking about, we cannot have this the same. That's just all, that's all I want to hear. I, I believe if there was a single owner, we'd be hearing a different song today. Yeah. If there was one... Although they get a lot of home gates. Four home gates this year in the playoffs. If Bill Foley was... was, was uh, Just one other person that would be listening to it and feeling it. And that's why it's such a double-edged sword when you have uh, Bell and Rogers again and maybe no different than the teacher's pension where it's like uh, it's just... It's their investment, and right now is... Four home gates in the playoffs. Pretty good. Is there is there anyone really, you know, wondering or doing the math on on the gates that you've missed the last yeah. six seasons in the playoffs? Oh, but they get gates every year, Kipper, in the playoffs. You're already in the right half of the league, you know? Playing, th- you get three a year. What have they got? Four home gates last year, well, this what about, year? I guess the pandemic What about mattered. 12 gates? Well, that'd 14 be, gates. Yeah, but that's not you don't build that into your expectations, do you? Well, especially not if you're Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> Did we play Dubas on changing the core yet? Did no, we, okay. because this is I think this is the most out of his willingness to change that we've got out of the 35 minutes that he I talked. don't necessarily blame him and uh I I would be doing the same thing. I'd be backstroking today uh and and selling the same record I did last year. This is the one that is the most, as to Sammy's point, in line with what I want to hear. This is this one is the closest to saying they would do something else. So okay. let's play this one. I don't again. I don't view it just as a four. I view the, the core of the group as much larger than that. And it's my job at the end of every year to evaluate whether we can improve the team. Uh, and if there's a way to improve the team, which involves uh, someone who me or you or, or anyone would in, would constitute as the core. It's my job to investigate that and determine whether it will make us a better team in the short run, long run, and then whether we want to do that. So that's the way that we'll, we'll handle the offseason. I, I, maybe I've felt in previous gatherings like this that I needed to be more adamant because of the way that uh, things have gone or, or different uh, circumstances around some of the players at those times. But the way that I'll approach it is to we'll sit down as a management group, look at our whole entire roster, similar to the question Steve just asked, look at who's available, what can we bring in, uh, and our whole goal is going to be to make the team better. So different may gain some applause and some and uh, uh, some accolades because it's different. But if it's not better, then we're going to have a better chance of sitting here disappointed again. So um, everything that we do will be geared towards improving the group 
uh, and, and we'll look at everything possible to do that. And he's on the clock. That should have been the, the, the message from everyone, the thesis statement today. He's on the clock. What do you mean? I'm just, uh, he's, he's got to do that this summer. Mm-hmm. He's got to find all the right pieces. And he's got 12 months to save his job. Yeah. I think you're right there this time. For sure. I don't think everyone would agree. The one thing that stood out to me there, <laughs> right? too. I guess. I mean, that's where we are. We, but, we, we, we knew this. But No, we, we knew it all this year. We had how many times we no, had the no, goddamn I know. conversation? It was no, no, it was split. It was split. This time, it's all 100%. And you could, you could sense it in his voice. This year, it was debatable whether or not Kyle would... We, we've talked about this on our show all season long. Is Kyle's job on the line? Some said yes, some said no. I never got that sense. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't either. Right. You, you know what did stand out, though, too, is him saying, I felt in the past I needed to be more adamant in his defense of the, the core four because of some of the circumstances surrounding those players, which means Marner and Matthews didn't score in that round, and they were getting crucified. Yes. And he felt like he needed to go out there and protect them in a big way, almost validating the whole, the way he went out there and said, these are our guys. And this year there was less of that in that quote, in that one quote which is good. Deep breath. I think right now for him, for Kyle, like you're, you're, you're covered under the four. Was it perfect? No. Did, did Matthews under deliver Saturday night in game seven? Yes. He didn't have a Connor McDavid moment. He He didn't. No, he's not fine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good enough. I'm not saying it was bad. Right. I'm just saying it wasn't nearly good enough. Okay. Connor had his moment in game seven. Goudreau had his moment. Panarin had his moment. Connor had 14 points against Philip Deneau and Anze Kopitar. Okay. Remember Philip Deneau? So it was The unbeatable Philip Deneau? It was not perfect, but Kyle got away with the core four being protected. So... The thing that he got patted on the back the most this year, the buntings, the camps, the kashas, the Angvals, the McKayev, to me, they're the ones that let him down. They crushed him down the stretch. They were nowhere to be found. No bunting, no kasha, no right? Mikheyev, no Engvall, so, no fourth line, essentially. So now he's got to go out there and do it again. Yeah. Right? So I, I look at our 94 f- I, I look at our ninety-four team and we're uh we're leading the league in points. And Keenan screaming to Neil Smith, we're gonna lose in the first round. And we got one of the younger we, we got a Willie Nylander on our team. Tony Amante. Remember him? Mm-hmm, of course. 35, 40 goal scorer. He's the best. Great player. <laughs> yeah. Willie Nylander like. And, and Keenan's like, we'll never win with that guy. <laughs> and you know what he does? He turns uh, a top four, five, six player into two third liners in Noonan. And Mato. They they became relevant. And for me, Saturday night, 
that was missing a Noonan and a Mateau. A Nick Paul, you mean. And n- today's generation, <laughs> a Nick Paul. Right. So that's the pressure on Kyle now is he's got to go out there and he's got to find another bunting who may have about 30 more pounds on him. Bunting, bunting, uh, I have high hopes for him next year. Right? I mean, As, second year but, but guy put him in, a, in theory. But put him in a, a third role. Not a, he can't play on a top line. Can't play with Matthews and and how and many games Marner do you think he plays in, with Matthews in, in and Marner Stanley next year? Cup playoffs? I'm talking about beating a team like Tampa Bay. So you are drawing the conclusion from the injured bunting that came back that he can't be in that spot in the postseason. No, no can't drive. Can't drive. Can't open up lanes. Mm-hmm. Not heavy enough to open up lanes. No one opened up lanes. Mikheyev didn't open up lanes. Engvall didn't open up lanes. No, they, they, there was no drive out of any of them in the when you needed it the most. They let you down. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that point. That to me, getting to the inside is a major flaw. Like just people who play on the inside of the traffic. You know, you heard Vasilevsky say, or who was it that said? It was I think that Vasilevsky said everyone should wear eighty-eight. No, Cooper said Cooper everyone said, yeah. should be wearing eighty-eight. But Vasilevsky right? said. Um, you know, you could see the difference was in shot blocking. He said, if you look at a lot of the goals that were scored in me in this series, I couldn't see him. And he said, I think Toronto's plan was to get to the net. In game six and seven, it got real hard to get there. There are guys that can get you into the playoffs, and there's guys that can advance you in the playoffs. I usually hate that expression, but I don't find find it. Try to find both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Kerfoot. I just uh, fine, solid NHLer. <laughs> but can you win with Kerfoot in the playoffs? Yeah. Can he drive? Can he open up lanes? Can he give you pushback? I didn't see it. No. I guess it depends where he is in your roster. If you if you're playing him top six, well, they had him as a pretty important player. All sure year. did. Sure did. Yeah, I I will say with the bunting thing, there were a few moments in game six and game seven where I was like, God, he makes the play to get it to Marner and Matthews and, for the two on one yeah. where they score the, okay. the winner, right? game five. Game okay. five. Yeah. But uh, the last, uh, there was moments where I was like, I just wish there was someone with a little bit more listen size even. Yeah. And that's what, that's what Hyman did. Hyman was the more size. He was the bigger guy that, that would, like you drive. said, the lane, but yeah, listen, they and open up lanes and, and listen, they didn't score any goals with him on their line last year. Anyway. So who knows? Maybe but, it's Bunting, the other two guys Bunting they have to talk about. Also came in maybe with, 50 career NHL games and no NHL experience. Like, he's going to come back better. I think so, too. Okay, he, he will come back better. I bet she plays in the top six. But but to go from a guy where a lot of teams weren't even sure if he was a regular NHLer to now needing you to help win a Stanley Cup for four rounds in a prominent role... It's just too big of an ask, guys. Well, I, I think, on. imagine if you put Michael Bunting on Tampa Bay. What do you think their lineup looks like? Where is he in their 12? Michael Bunting. Not a chance is he in the top six. Isn't he with Hagel and Oh, yeah, exactly. It's Paul Hagel and Bunting. Right? It's something that looks like Maroon that. Third line Corey guy. Perry. And you know what you say about that line? God, such an annoying line. They're so good. He's a big, a good part and of the third pest. line. And he can draw a penalty. He's not playing Kucherov and Point. Right? That's right. He's, he's not. That's so. right. So that's where 
Kyle's challenge will be again to play Moneyball and uh, Billy Bean and all the rest of it. It's what he is supposed to do best. And, and he has been very good at it. David Kampf was unbelievable in that round. He, that's the best. He might have been the, the second best Maple Leaf in the whole series. He was really good. In the, he was the best player in the bottom six by far. And he was good in the penalty kill. He shot how many shoot by Vasilevsky? He almost scored. In two. He almost scored right after uh, in game seven, right after Morgan Riley ties it. It comes down into their zone again, and Camp shoots it off the crossbar and out. Last I checked was before game seven, and Camp was second on the Leafs in even strength shots. Yeah. Second, mm-hmm. Matthews Camp. He was very good. So he was very good. Yeah. Points to him. Where do you want to go? Jack Campbell? Where do you want to go? Probably should go to Campbell. Sounds good. Right. All right. Uh, Jack spoke today. For sure, he was going to get asked about his contract situation. Mm-hmm. Let's have a listen to Jack Campbell. Yeah, I mean, I honestly haven't had any time to think about it. I know it sounds funny, but just, you know, just winning here means everything to me. And um, I love the city of Toronto. I love the fans, the support. My teammates are absolutely incredible. The coaching staff, um, really everything. So, um, you know, obviously it's it's a tough loss. We were right there, and that's all I've had time to think about. But... Um, as far as negotiating and all that, that'll be up to Kyle and my agent. Okay, we, we, we love you, Jack, but you're a horrible liar. Just going through the whole year? I haven't thought about <laughs> it. I haven't thought about it. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. Oh, my contract? Is that up? Oh, I haven't I didn't even it. know that. <laughs> I haven't thought about I it. I appreciate him saying it. I do. I, do. I don't regret him. Honest, like, what is not to love about this guy? I know. She was a golden retriever. Adopt him. Do we have one more, uh, Jack? Yeah, and it's a good question from Luke Fox off the top, and then what he says after. So, all right, hit it here. Jack, would you consider taking a little bit less than you might get elsewhere to remain in the league? Like I said, you know, I'm still dissecting the uh, playoffs, and, you know, my mind's still thinking about that. And, you know, as far as me loving the city and and doing everything I can to to stay here, that's up to. Kurt and Kyle to discuss. Yeah, so he's... Kurt Overhart is his agent, mm-hmm. who's referred to many general managers as Kurt Overcharge. <laughs> oh, my God, really? Makes sense. <laughs> Great news. Good start. Don't think... And this is a whole new discussion here. But don't think that Jack will be giving the hometown discount... And maybe he does, right, when push comes to shove, because you do listen to how much he loves being here. Yeah, but you got to say that. It's like, it's okay here. No, he means it. <laughs> yeah. I, th- this is the part where he can't lie. Okay. Like, he, he, you can't, he's no good at faking sincerity. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's not. He wants to be here. Now, can they play off of that? Can they pray off of that? I, you know what? If I'm Jack Campbell, why is Toronto more appealing to me than the next city? Just I'm asking genuinely. Like the, he loves the boys. Loves the boys. He loves the boys anywhere he is. He loves the boys at <laughs> the YMCA's. He's cool. Soupy. They'll chant it anywhere. Uh, the, uh, Campbell's soup is sending him boxes of or cans. He, and, yeah, well, when he takes a million more a year, he can Tim's, afford it. Tim Hortons is sending him packages. I I and he can listen, I, too. I think you'd find. 
I think he would have a really hard time going anywhere else and finding the love that he's been given. I agree. I agree that he would. I but, agree. But and listen. it goes back to that blue and white disease I was talking about sure. earlier with Jason Spezza. Like, I'd rather be a Leaf um, or, or retire. Even though I love the game, I love being a Leaf more. Is a guy as sensitive as Jack comfortable living under the microscope for the next four years and the constant scrutiny and you can never let up for a month or a week or whatever, then he would be playing for whatever, Dallas, just I'm picking random city. Would he be, does he want that for a guy who clearly feels the weight of it all when it's going wrong? I don't know. It's also a great point. They will, by September, they will have upgraded their goaltending situation. You're going to buy out Mrazic? Something's happening. If they buy him out, I think he's like a million on the cap next year. And they're also, sorry, go ahead. Million, it's like million, 900, 1.4, 1.4. Yes. The the, so four year buy. But the 1.4, you hope. You trade that by then. No, but by then, um, the cap might be at 90, 92, which that's all you care about is stretching that. Using the cap now during this window. It's buyoutable. It, I'll be shocked if he's back in a Leaf uniform. And so tradable, the, the only reason you're worried about that is because you don't want to give up more assets given what you've given up to take other contracts. Yeah. Would he, someone, though, would someone want Peter Mrazek at... Yes. At possibly. If you retain a million for two years po- instead of making it four years? Possibly. I think that's what you're give looking old, more at retention, give old, probably. Give old right? Bill Armstrong a ring down in Arizona. Like, you got a brand new Bill arena. I on Harry Sateri. <laughs> oh, I don't know how good the relationship is. I think is. Harry Sateri. I think that might have been a bullet dodge. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other thing, too, the other thing, too, is there, there is a, I'd say, a 50-50 chance that there are two new goalies for Toronto. I think so, too. In September. I'm not as sold on Jack coming back as you guys are. I, uh, no, I'm not sold either. Oh, you're not either. No, okay. I just think that... Uh, It'll get to the point where the Leafs can't afford it. And I think they do want him back. I just... Uh, no, yes. Yeah. They want him, but on their terms. At 3-5, 4-5, I don't even tops. know. I, I'm, not even, I'm not even so sold on 4, 4.5, or 5 than... Years. 6 or 7 years. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Well, <laughs> something in my throat that, there. That's what, that's what Kurt's going to want. He's going to want to get Jack locked in as much as he not can. A and if chance. it's the Leafs would go and, that long with him. And if it's not, not chance. I don't think there's any team that'll go six or seven, but that doesn't mean that the ask isn't there or five, that you'll, that, or that you'll wait for free agency to find out. So Grubauer was what? Six by six or six by five. I know he's not Grubauer, but I mean, not that far off. So like that's a significant, uh, Linus Allmark was 5-5. Five, five, for five the Toronto five. Maple Leafs, possibly in September. Two new goalies. Who are Darcy Kemper? Darcy Kemper's a UFA. He's going to cost six a year. Anaheim looking to... John Gibson. He's yeah. been below a league average for three straight years and below save percentage, expected w- save. Yeah. With a below average decor. $6.4 million contract, so pass on that. I don't know. Yeah, that's... I don't know either, but... God. But they, the, the, the goaltending position is a very big question mark for me this offseason. Broken rib for Jack, too, eh? What? Really? Well, yeah. He, remember he was out for a little while? Yeah. Broken, Broken rib. rib. Oh, 
I do not want to play goal with one of those. He didn't either. <laughs> and he got asked because he got run into. Was it Nick Paul that crunched yeah. him? He was like, yeah. They asked me, like, were you hurt on that play? He's like, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah, he got run over. There's some that maybe Nick suggested Paul, to me that maker. He, he would not have been available in the second round. Oh, my. You're saying that buried the lead, really? Some have suggested to me. Yeah, he got run over and he got was run grabbing over. his knee really bad. Yes. Yeah. Eric Schalgren against the, the Florida Panthers. I would have taken it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good hey. problem to have. Oh, no, I would have taken it, boys. You would have taken it for three and a half games. Yes. <laughs> and out. Yeah. Let alone four. Well, what's old Just Peter, what's old the Peter up to? Uh, oh, yeah. Actually, Mrazek, wasn't it? Like, I think he's available or he was going to be uh, available for the second round. But, they, I mean, you look if back. Wanted him. When did we have that conversation? If I guess it was after Peter Mrazek got hurt uh, for the last time. And we said, would, we had that conversation. Would you ever see Peter Mrazek in the Leafs uniform again? Yeah. And all of us said no. We might have been right. I think all yeah. of us were going it's to crazy. be right. Yeah. So, handful of clips uh, more to play. I think next one that stands out is Willie for me. What do you think, Sammy? I like Willie. We won't play Willie here. Willie on potentially being traded. Well, he got, Kipper? he got asked about potentially getting traded. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a listen. All right. My summer will be the same. Like, uh, I feel like the team has been, I mean, first of all, that I've heard since I got to Toronto. So like, <laughs> that is, that is what it is. But I feel like I believe in this group so much and I feel like we've grown um together and i mean we're so close but yet we didn't win and i feel like the progress is is there i mean everybody wanted to win this year and um i'm just focused on being here and and getting ready for next year there is nothing to suggest that this guy's going to be on his way out anytime soon well if you want to talk about entitlement he's just like yeah i've heard that since i've been here like he just doesn't even believe it can happen i wonder why (laughs) i wonder why he also said, I think we're slowly understanding the way we need to play at one point. Slowly? Yeah. Good. Good. How slow? I'm <laughs> thrilled. Six? Seven. Six years, okay? Uh, we, we wanted to win this year. I got to say, so I think I misunderstood Willie in the early days. I thought he was just kind of like quiet and aloof and whatever. Sometimes I'm not, I'm not sure about this guy. Some of the things he says. Like, maybe. I, I played with enough of these guys. They're, Kyle hit it pretty well with there's sometimes you want to just wring their necks and then there's other times they do things that no one else can do well he's another world worldly athlete there's no doubt about he's that. ridiculously he, good hockey player. what he can do as a hockey player is unbelievable i'm just saying and he's holding he, he does hold the team hostage sometimes in terms of if i'm good we'll win if yes, i'm not you, I'll, and i'll decide just gonna have to wait <laughs> okay and the first thought when sheldon wakes up in the morning on game six he's like Boy, Come on, Bill. Boy, I hope Will's good tonight. <laughs> and it's easy to say, trade him for a defenseman. And then it's hard to say, what would that do to a second line? When he's going, he's gone, right? Oh, that's the nut of it. I wonder how many times we played that clip like, this year. <laughs> you're, 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 you're spending the next three years of trying to protect john tavares as much as he can and they was was that not spoken today as well about john tavares and uh the back half of his contract yeah, it was alluded to it was alluded to dubas didn't give a very good answer so i didn't yeah part of it. but but the point's still there right is that trying to prop him up 
you would have hoped that there would have been a Stanley Cup in those first three years of his contract and not try to tag him on to the last four? This is the bulk of what the problem now is. They they really thought they were going to win a cup. You know, the Willie year where they brought him back, the year, the next year, the next year, that they really thought by now it was going to happen, and now they're pretty in pretty deep. I, if you're ever going to trade Nylander, I don't know if I would do it for a defenseman. Maybe another forward. Maybe another guy that makes a, a similar amount of money that maybe a little bit more, you know, that has a scoring. The thing to, is, what someone about, only what about, trades you the guy you're talking about, about two, if he's two a problem heavy, guy. Two heavy third liners. Not like, even like, a third if, liner. If, if you were, what about JT Miller? No. One for one. If you see, I, I, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, do that. I'm with you. I'm not even sure that's enough, but, um, you know, if if you would have been able to in your heyday try trade, Nylander for a Coleman and uh, a Goodrow, Barkley Goodrow, that makes sense, would it not? Yeah, knowing now that they contributed to a Stanley Cup, yes. <laughs> I know hindsight. <laughs> yeah. I know some people would look at you like you had three heads. Yeah, but. You have, you have to really know your Coleman's and your Goudreau's There's very a good well point. There's a good to, point. to have the guts to do it. Yeah. I, I didn't really know much about Mateau or Noonan. Sure. But what you said yesterday is a valid point in this conversation is you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Like, the, what you extract yeah, from the bottom half of your line. is your team on the meter? That's what I mean. It's just trading him for a different guy. But the, I think the point forward. is, from, from a lot of people, is it needs to just be different because that way that way doesn't work, that recipe. So at least a different recipe, yeah. even if it costs the same amount. Yeah, I got to think they didn't tip their hand today, but they know they have to make changes. I agree. And I they agree didn't that it doesn't benefit say them it. to say it. It didn't benefit for them to say it because then it's a mission of, of, of uh, a flawed belief. I guess I felt like they should have admitted something of a flawed belief. Yes. And that would have connected and resonated with fans. Like, I think more so if they were like, I think we might have got this one wrong, but we're going to, you know, do better. Yes. Rather than just be like, wow. wow. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, just... Kipper's taught me in media to just never admit you've done wrong. This is my new <laughs> thing now. Is, ah, someone else messed up. <laughs> um, what else do we have? Uh, uh, do you want to talk... Do you want to do the Matthews conversation? Because Dubas was asked today about a potential doomsday clock for Matthews oh, in the window. Oh, that's right. The old... He's due for a renegotiation in about a year. I would just like to say that assuming Sportsnet has us back for a show next year, we got to have like a once a month limit on talking about the doomsday clock because I can see it being an every week thing. It's, it's <laughs> scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. certainly don't view it as a doomsday clock. We, we're fortunate to have one of the best players in hockey under contract for two more years. And um, beyond that, he's a great player that, We'd like to see play his whole career with Toronto, and he wants to win more than anybody. So he's he's on board with that, and every discussion that that we have with uh, with him, and that's our focus: is building the best team possible to take advantage of having players of that uh, that caliber. Mike. Okay. This is where Kyle is wrong. Oh, you only have him for one more year, right? Because the second year is the full panic year. Correct. Okay? And now, you're, you don't want to spend that last year having not only yourself or the ownership group 
but every fan wondering, is he staying or is he going? I think you would have to have the conversation with Austin and say, there's no, we're not talking about it during the season. We'll worry about that later. Like, it's going to be talked about during the season. So you are either, we figure it out now, or we're just going to have to move on. And the biggest reason why you can't even contemplate having him play out that last year is because you cannot under any circumstance be the Islanders (laughs) and watch him walk out the door for nothing. You cannot. What would that auction go like? You cannot pull a Tavares and have your fan base go, he's staying, he's staying, he's staying, and get the rug pulled out from underneath him and get nothing in return. You want to talk about doomsday? You want to talk about uh, a nuclear bomb going off? Yeah. That's it yeah. for your Travel organization. <laughs> so so it, yeah. you, you, you've got, you got a year to figure it out. And if it's not, then you start the bidding process. I think you have a year, and then you start figuring it out. Like, you just got to try to win again next year. That's uh, it. Sports, try to win. Sportsnet execs for 2024's trade deadline are like, oh, baby, the Matthews. Oh, no, 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 they're not. <laughs> because if he's gone, then he's gone. He's yeah. out of here. We'll be able to it, sign the next year. You should have some idea. <laughs> and maybe you're right. Maybe like maybe the discussions don't really start till after you see how next if season goes. If the team goes. is close to winning, Matthew stays. If the team is competitive, Matthew stays. Uh, one more thought on Matthews. Did, did the last stretch, and we had this discussion, guys, mm-hmm. about chasing 60. Mm-hmm. Did that help or hurt the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round, or was it um, a non-factor? You know, I'm going to say that when the Leafs are up 3-2 in the series and when they push Tampa in game six and go to OT, you wouldn't have sat here and said, you know, that it affected them negatively. That he played well and he was an impactful player. So I'm hesitant because now we have the result of the series to be like, yeah, it was that chase for 60 three weeks ago. I don't know. Do you think it had a negative effect? I don't effect? know. I, I, yeah. It wasn't my, my thought. Yeah. But I... I will say it, I, did, I, it did feel different. I didn't... Uh, from the it, focus. There, there was a... a, a a feel of um, an emotional pull that may have been somewhat exhausting at a little bit or and sure. then an, an exhaust feeling and then a relief feeling and then starting up the emotions again into a playoff. And I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's nothing, Kipper. I think you make a good point. I, I don't it's think... At least it, worth a chat. I don't... Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not here to suggest that uh, it... it it was a factor that... But it definitely, uh, they, you went the whole year saying the regular season doesn't matter. Then there was this chunk of the season where you're like, well, this part does. And then you got to the playoffs. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Let's ask Sammy, super fan. Didn't matter. There you go. No, okay. cor- no correlation for me. Okay. That's, that's. I mean, you could you could really drum it up if you want, but I, I, I don't really find a correlation. Before we go to break and get to all our guests, do you want to just hear Matthews on beliefs to put a bow on Matthews? Yeah. His yes. belief? Yeah, let's do it. Have a All right. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, I believe it. I think everybody in this room believes it. Um, you know, I don't think that 
you know, we can really concern ourselves with opinions of others or the media or, um, you know, fans and other people think. But I know that, it, you know, deep down in this room that we all believe in each other and, um, you know, it's obviously still a tough pill to swallow. But, um, you know, I don't think that belief ever wavered. And I think um, throughout the year, through the ups and downs that we went through as a team, um, you know, slow start, uh, shaky a little bit in the middle of the season. I think we just always found a way to push back and push back and, you know, even throughout the series. So, um, you know, I know that the belief in this room is, is still very high uh, regardless of, you know, the outcome and, and what maybe outside opinions think. Last comment for me before uh, we go to break. Yeah. Uh, I believe that this team believed, truly believed this year that they were going to win a Stanley Cup or at least Did you like his comments? Run deep. Uh, no. Maybe you, maybe you could listen to an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't love his comments, but I do believe that they believed. Okay. Um, why don't we visit your adamant. C comes off Tavares, gives it to Matthews. I have a sneaking suspicion you're not as strong opinionated on that today than you were a few months ago. Give half of it to Riley. And they <laughs> <laughs> One guy's got an apostrophe and the other a colon or sorry, a comma. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, no, I'm not. I haven't thought about a kipper. I need time. I need time to go into the off season and I, reformulate yeah, my like takes. I, I need time. <laughs> I think, I think he took a step back a little bit. Um, In what way? Uh, a leadership role. That he's still learning how to, strap a team on his back i can hear that i can hear that sammy is he the guy is he the leader is he well, the the uh, the captain the real captain of this team i'd like to think that he is but i know the game seven record isn't great and every other superstar and every other big game that we watched on whatever night that was showed up you know Gaudreau scores overtime winner mcdavid that unbelievable effort it's just hard because you argue all year that, like, I go on the radio and, like, an idiot, but, like, he's better than McDavid. He's the MVP. He's the best guy. And in the biggest game, I mean, he was just okay, and it's, it's not good enough. Kipper wanted him to distribute all year. He distributed in game seven. I know, but I want him to shoot one in the old <laughs> beanbag <laughs> one of these times. He needed one more. One more. One more pass. Yeah. The whole thing is one more, right? It's been see, one more for I'm, five more. I'm not Six more. sure where I see him now. And... When it comes to your captain, I'm not sure he's it. I'm sticking with it. Yeah, Mike Dubas, I'll flop See, him on the table. I believe in my I, guys. As 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 a, a a goal scorer, the way he is right now, like if if I was to look at if you had a uh, two horses in the middle, like Pittsburgh, to me, he's more Malkin than he is Crosby. That's the nicest insult you've ever given anyone, I think. I mean, that's a huge compliment. Malkin is a number one center on every team in the but NHL he, he, ever, he unless Crosby's Captain on your material. Team. Yeah. I don't, I, Malkin is not. I don't see the comparable under the way they material. lead or act or. I agree with you there. I just, I, I think he missed an opportunity to strap a team on his back. Yeah, man. I mean, I look, look, I saw what McDavid did. And it's impossible to sit here and say that the same thing happened. When they're, I also see that McDavid played the LA Kings and Matthews is playing yeah, the Tampa little, Bay Lightning. Little, little softer D. Little softer D. All right. Good point on that. Uh, we're going to go to break. We're going to come back with Elliot Friedman. Of course, Elliot uh, always has a little uh, nugget, little scoop, 
every once in a while. He says big Kawhi Leonard type of trade may be coming down the path for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We'll talk to him on that and so much more. You're listening and watching Real Kipper and Bourne.